Cam Brait will miss some time after suffering a sprained neck. We tell you where the Bucks go from here at tight end. And David trashes a starter in this week's Stash It and Trash It. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, joined by my co-host who is chilling back in his home after traveling the nation Finally. over the course of the last week. His name is, of course, David Harrison. You check out all of his written work over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out mine over at BucksNation.com. And, of course, follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Thanks again for making us your first view or listen of the day. Today's episode brought to you by Bird Dogs, the most comfortable shorts, pants, and sweatpants with built-in liners. Go to BirdDog, BirdDogs.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and boom, you get a free Bird Dogs rope hat with your pair of bird dogs hope you weren't driving and i didn't scare you and you didn't do anything crazy i really um, thought you were going full john madden and i was going to hear tough acting to acting rest in peace coach madden absolutely <laughs> um yeah so started the week in virginia then went to chicago then went to pittsburgh now i'm back in virginia and i get to do it all again in two weeks when i go from virginia to tampa to indy and eventually back to virginia going wrong I truly love it but oh, buddy, is it exhausting. Um, I'll tell you who's not loving their situation as much as I am right now, and that is, of course, Cameron Bray, who we continue to send prayers to, thoughts to, uh, in the moments uh, following his injury, you know, some, some very scary stuff going down on the field. I suppose the good news, right, that we can take from this is that he's been diagnosed with a sprained neck, no signs of fractures, which is obviously much, much worse. Uh, is going to miss some time. So that's the unfortunate part from uh, the, the business side of things, from the football side of things. But, yeah, I mean, you know, we, 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 he goes over, makes catch, he gets hit, he, he falls to the ground, he goes to the ground, and immediately, um, you know, from where we sat in the press box, James, we actually couldn't see him grabbing his head in the, as it happened. Now, you know, obviously there was, there was the replay, and then, of course, we saw it on the TV screens that were around the press box. Um, the stadium didn't really replay it. You know, like I think they replayed it like once and then that was about it, which I think was done out of, you know, out of respect for for Cam. Um, they kind of kept the wide angle of the entire stadium and you could see the players all kind of gathering around them. But, you know, uh, the good the good thing, you know, once he stayed down, obviously you're thinking concussion. That's kind of the first thought I think that everybody had uh, in their mind was concussion. And you see his, his legs kicking, but it was, you know uh controlled right it wasn't like flailing or like uh, you know like you like you could tell he was in pain or he just wasn't you know good which obviously is not a good situation but it was like you know he was kicking his legs like his legs weren't just flailing he was doing it so that's so that's a good sign right the trainers come out and they're doing their thing which of course we always you know appreciate the trainers getting out there quickly um when things really took a turn and i don't know how it looked on the tv broadcast but I mean, it felt like they were out there with him for a good couple of minutes, you know, two, three minutes. And and at one point, I actually had gotten up uh, to throw some trash away. And, you know, standing next to Lockdown Steelers host, Chris Carter, you know, we, we happened to be kind of co-located in the press box. And he's like, 
hey man he's like you know i didn't i didn't fully get the name of the players like oh it's cameron brady he's like oh man he's like is he just coming back from concussions like yeah so obviously there's that concern he's like yeah man i mean the entire press box was just quiet and then you know again i don't know what it looked like on television but like to us on the field like they turned just kind of like just rapidly shifted from like talking to cam to frantically waving over more help and that's when things got really scary from from an observation standpoint because you know it's one thing you see a bunch of trainers around a guy talking to him but when they started kind of just like waving over and saying get over here get over here get over here that's when things get concerning where you know we started you know we all start we all you know kind of pulled out the binos start looking like our hands moving our feet continue you know we saw his feet kicking but like are they still moving is he talking is he, you know uh stuff like that and it, and it, and i want to be clear like it really was it was a it was a concern for cam you know what i'm saying like i know we got to write articles and we got to do shows and all that stuff but nobody was at least nobody that i was around right was 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 like oh who can be the first to tweet or who can be the first to to do this in fact you know i wanted to send a tweet i was like you know i need to send a tweet out because this is what we do but i was like you know but how do i do it so i think you know, all i sent was like right now you know, all i can say is like prayers up to camp right like i think that's all it's because you know what i mean like it's not that situation like it's not the time for that you know what i mean right. um afterwards obviously todd tom you know every team every player in the locker room that that was spoken to by a media member was asked uh, about their thoughts and and you know every single one of them expressed uh you know a, a concern for cam and then we talked to the buccaneers director of, of, of communications about it and he kind of assured everybody like look like he's okay we did they didn't know at the time if he was gonna go fly back with the team we did find out later that he did fly back with the team but like, like he's okay he's that movement he's not feeling they're just doing more tests so yeah so prayers up to cam obviously hope to see him back sooner rather than later but you know uh scary situation for sure yeah no doubt and and as far as how it looked on tv we didn't see much you saw him go down they went to commercial they come back from commercial uh the trainers are still talking to him they go to commercial again they come back the stretcher and the carton oh, around um so yeah, obviously, great news about about Cameron Braid. And I remember tweeting from the Bucks Nation account, you know, Cameron Braid is down, uh, holding his head. And, you know, there there was obviously some concern mm -hmm. about him returning from that concussion. And I, I'm going, I don't think any of our listeners would do this. We interact with quite a few of them, and I don't get the impression that anyone would do this. Yeah. But just as a public service announcement. Had someone reply to my tweet about Cameron Brait being down and being tended to by trainers, someone replied to it by saying, he sucks. Don't be that person. Bro. Don't ever be that person. Yeah, uh, I mean, on top of it all, Brooke, his wife, used to work for the Buccaneers. She used to work right. in, in one of the, the departments for the Buccaneers. So, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, nah, man. Yeah, that, that ain't it. And then... Other people were kind of getting up in a tizzy that Tom Brady was throwing a football while Cameron Brady was being loaded onto a cart. Look, if if Brady, I'm confident in saying, if Brady had gone over and been like, you know, Cam, you good, and Cam would have said, you know, yeah, and Brady said, I got to keep my shoulder loose. Do you mind if I throw? And Cam would be like, yeah, dude, go go throw. Like it, it wasn't disrespectful it wasn't anything like that it was no. just like a long delay in baseball a pitcher has to keep his arm loose has to keep his shoulder loose injuries happen every quarterback does that every single yeah. one absolutely uh, 
Let me tell you, like, so I saw some tweets about that very thing. Listen, first of all, Tom didn't start throwing until basically there. So there's a point in time, and and we watched this. There were players, like, immediately, pretty much everybody's kind of like, oh, man, you know, like something's happening to him. And at a certain point in time, the trainers and the medicals, they take over. That's their job. That's their yeah. scene. They take over. And there were players, you know, on the Bucks, on the Bucks side and on the Steelers side trying to come over to kind of be like, hey, Cam, like, are you good? Or you're going to be okay, buddy, or whatever they were want to say to them. And there were medical staff pushing them away because they're, they need to deal with the patient and they need the patient to listen to what they're saying and do what they need him to do. They don't need, and that like Cam knows that his teammates have his back. They know that, that what he's going through is scary. They, none of them want to go through it. They could go the very next snap. Any one of them could be going through the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So they empathize. They get it. But Cam also knows, cause he's been in this league for a very long time. Um, that there's another play that's got to happen. You know what I mean? And in that moment, I mean, just watching the next snap and like pulling out my notebook, you know, and taking all my notes and like getting back into that from a press box standpoint is very hard. I don't know what it is from the fan standpoint, you know, especially if you're drunk, you probably don't care either way. But from a teammate standpoint, like, you know, some of those guys talked about, they're like, yeah, you know, it's, it's a little, you know, getting going like the very next play, it's, you know, it's a little weird and it's a little hard, but you eventually you have to kind of get back into it. Um, but that's what that's, but Tom, like, that's what he's supposed to do. He's, he's an NFL quarterback. He's, he's 400 years old, his shoulder. He's had some shoulder issues already this year. He's had some finger issues already this year. He is going back to business because you have to get back to business. And the only, the closest thing I can, I can even draw to it is having gone to a memorial service before I went out on a mission in a combat zone. That's. So unless you've been in one of those types of scenarios, you have no idea what that person is going through. And honestly, the therapy of going back to some sort of routine and how helpful that is and how the other person on the other end of that incident wants nothing than for their teammates to go and do what they need to do. Because that's what they're all grinding and working for is to do exactly that. All right. Well, David, we are going to talk about how the Buccaneers are going to address the tight end situation, and we're going to stash it and trash it coming up in just a moment. But why don't we hear from our buddy JT from Texas before we hit this break? JT from Texas calling in about that crappy game. I'm so upset. There's so many bad things going on in that game. Between the blocking, the fact that defense couldn't stop anything at third down, they were good the rest of the game. The third down didn't care if it was short or long. They weren't stopping anything. Uh, I don't understand the whole 12 guys on the field. How do you not call a timeout when you see your guy running off the field? You have timeouts. That's why you have them. Our coaching, it's not been good this year. It really hasn't. Uh, I kind of feel like the the Jets when he was their head coach they said we have a Hall of Fame quarterback that can't throw the ball to any of the receivers most of them should be able to catch I don't know why Evans ain't in the red zone I mean he's a red zone target I don't understand why we couldn't get it to him in the red zone not a lot of besides the kicking not a lot of good to say this week y'all have a good one maybe next week go Bucks. 
All right, JT, thanks for the call. We're going to hear from other Bucks fans later on in this episode. But right now, we're going to hear from our friends over at Bird Dogs because Bird Dogs just launched a line of sweatpants. They're super comfortable. They're like the cute little Charmin bears rubbing up against your thighs. And I know it kind of sounds weird, guys, but believe me, it's true. When I got my, my, my bright pink box on my porch, which, listen, no shade to any guy that can pull off pink. I ain't it, all right? I'm not that guy. But I got this pink box. I open it up. I, I grabbed the, the, the pants and I pulled them out of the bag. They came in. And as soon as my hand touched them, literally, James, I looked at my wife and I said, these things are soft. Like, <laughs> whoa, these things are soft. I put them on and I, I, I like they just got softer. Like it was it was amazing. I'm not even going to lie. Um, I wore them for longer than I should have consecutively. Like they're just comfortable and I'm going to buy some more. I've got some more on the way, uh, but I also got shorts. So if you still wear shorts in the winter, doesn't matter if you're in Florida or 10 degree weather in New England or Chicago, they have a signature short with built-in liners, the most comfortable shorts in existence. So uh, if you want to get in on all this stuff that I'm describing to you, go to birddogs.com, enter the promo code locked on, and they'll throw in a free bird dogs rope hat. That's birddogs.com promo code locked on and boom. You get a free bird dogs rope hat with your pair of bird dogs, the most comfortable shorts, pants, and sweatpants with built-in liners. You will not take these things, or you won't want to take them off. I promise you, again, go to birddogs.com, promo code locked on. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find people you want to talk to faster and for free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then you add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. I've told all of you before about becoming a catering chef for a place because they found me on LinkedIn. I found them on LinkedIn. It was a perfect match. I had the job by the end of the day. They knew what they were looking for. I knew what I was looking for. Thanks to LinkedIn, we linked up. It's why small business businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. Thanks again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast. First listener, your first view every single day. Make sure you're also checking out the NFL key predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL Locked On's local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL week, including Sunday and Monday Night Football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts. That's online. Follow NFL key predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. James, uh, the tight end conversation, Cam Brates, all that stuff. Uh, I'm not going to lie. kind of took me to a place that I really didn't expect. Like, I knew the conversation was coming because it's in the script, but as we're talking about, kind of took me to a place I didn't expect to take me. That happens every once in a while so i apologize if things got a little too real for people out there but look that's just that's just the truth of the business you know what i mean um it, it is what it is not always pretty but it's got to get done uh so but let's let's wrap up the conversation on on obviously cam i'm hoping he's doing well you know tom and anything else that might absolutely follow. yeah well and i mean like you said the job's got to get done right so where do the bucks go from here at the tight end position 
The obvious answer is, of course, the continuing play of Cade Otten, right? He stepped up, had a big day against the Atlanta Falcons. He came in in substitution for Cam Brate. Now, he was obviously, he was playing in the game along with Cameron Brate. But after Brate left the game, Otten, a couple of quick targets, a couple of quick receptions. I think they're going to continue with that. And I, I, I love Cam, and, and we've said it over and over and can't stress it enough. Hope he makes a full recovery. Hope he's all right. Everything's good. But this is now the opening uh, for Cade Otten to put a stranglehold on this position. I called for it last week after his performance with the uh, against the Atlanta Falcons. Now there's you have a, a window here where you can absolutely take control of this position and keep it. And we, we love Cam Bray. We love everything he's done for this football team. But if you can seize the opportunity, a la Tom Brady stepping in for Drew Bledsoe and take over that position and be that legit target at tight end, you, you take it. You run with it. And I expect that out of Kate Otten. Yeah, absolutely. Kate's a nice young talent. Look, I want to shout out Coquif too. I know we're about to get into stash yeah. it and trash it. Um, so bonus stash, Coquif. I mean, lining up in line as a tight end, lining up as a fullback, shifting in as a fullback, special teams getting down the field on 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 several uh kick return coverages. I know kick return didn't, you know, do all that well start the second half, but look, Coquif is is out there doing his thing. So speaking of stash and trash it, James, move into that segment of today's episode. Absolutely. I'm gonna go first. My stash it is the kicking game. Before anybody out there laughs and rolls their eyes and says, oh, great, now we're talking about the kicking game. That's how bad things have gone. The Bucks have had five kickers try at least 10 field goals and make 80% or more. That's not from a certain year. That's the entirety of their existence. They've had five kickers in the entirety of their existence, guys, try at least 10 field goals. That's it. That's, that's not even a full season's worth of kicks and make 80% or more. Steve Christie did it, 90-91. Matt Bryant, of course, 2005 or 2005, 2005 to 2008, I guess either way works. Connor Barth from 09 to 12, and then again, 15 total in total. That's what his numbers are. Patrick Murray, 14 and 17, and now Ryan Suckup, 2020-2022. So listen, current day Bucks fans, James, like to, to, I don't want to say moan, but like to kind of harp on how bad the kicking has been in like this era's fandom. Guys, the first kicker in Bucks history, to have more than 10 field goal tries and make 80% or more of them, Steve Christie in 1990. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, and then 15 years again till it happened again. Like that. So there have been some much worse stretches, but still, we need to show some appreciation for Ryan. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely beats the days of the Roberto Aguayos and the Chandler can't kick and Zaros. Shout out to those of you that remember when I used to say that on the podcast all the yeah. time. Uh, Speaking of which, you know, there was actually a, a podcast series about kickers done on the Locked On Network, and the final episode was about Roberto Aguayo. It's actually a very yeah. interesting episode. Like, go hear kind of his story, not just from, like, the Bucks, but, like, high school, college, and kind of go through it. I'm not going to lie, a little bit of excuse-making going on, I think, from Roberto, you know what I mean? But it's still, it's a very interesting story, so I think you guys, you know, go check it out. I mean, if you just search Roberto Aguayo in your podcast feeder, I don't know how many episodes are going to have that name in their title. So you'll probably find it pretty quick. All right. Well, my stash it is going to be Antoine Winfield Jr. Over the last two weeks, Antoine has 13 tackles, two sacks, four tackles for loss, and a pass defense. Uh, he has been balling out over the last couple of weeks. And somebody needs to, you know, unfortunately, 
he wasn't in a position where he could have stepped up and made a big play on one of those third down conversions late in the game, give the Bucks an opportunity to get the offense back on the field and let David's stash it, Mr. Ryan Suckup, win the game for them. But Antoine Whitfield Jr. has stepped up big time over the last couple of weeks, being a leader, uh, both you know, with his play and, of course, just being the person that he is. You love to see it. Let's go ahead and, and flip things. Let's talk about trash and stuff in every single one of our listeners that listened to either one of our episodes that dropped uh, on Sunday slash Monday knows exactly where I'm going. It's the red zone offense. For those that didn't hear the postcast, I'll, I'll rip through it again real fast. Outside of the Kansas City Chiefs game, the Buccaneers are scoring touchdowns at a 33.3% rate in their trips inside the red zone. They were one for four on Sunday. No targets for Mike Evans inside the red zone, inside the end zone. You had it, and people were in the comment section giving me grief, um, talking about, you know, if Russell Gage catches that, you know, that pass to him in the end zone, the Bucs win this game. Yeah, well, pass was low, pass was short, made a diving attempt. Should he have caught it? Yeah, absolutely. Was it a good pass? It was not. Um, multiple times this season, the Bucs have had first and goal inside the five. They can't seem to figure it out. Someone needs to. It's got to get fixed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Russell Gage or anybody else. Like, if, if it's Russell Gage, fantastic. If not, it needs to be somebody else, and it probably needs to be Mike Evans and or Chris Godwin. Uh, my, What's that? Always Mike Evans. Even Gerald McCoy was tweeting about, like, for the love of God, somebody throw the ball to Mike Evans. Right, Gerald <laughs> McCoy. He used to wear a number for this team. Um, my trash shit is going to be the punt returner, Jalen Darden. And listen, it was bad. He's 18th in the NFL in return yards for punt right now, tied for third in fair catches. And those two stats alone don't tell you a whole lot, but what you see with your eyeballs is that this man don't like to get hit. If you want to know what Kenny Bell would have looked like fielding punts, watch Jalen Darden on Sunday for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Either he's got to get better or they got to find someone different. Jalen Darden is a punt returner. Trash what we see right now. Again, if Jalen can fix it, fantastic. Like I'm not just saying cut Jalen, but something's got to get figured out there. James, that's my trash. That's really all I'm going to say about it. I think that's all that needs to be said about it. But we got more to say on this episode. Before we say stuff, let's hear Mo say some stuff himself. James, David, it's your boy Mo Mackin out here in San Jose. It's the most disappointing game I have ever seen in Bucks football. And I watched Jameis Winston play football. This is a team that's supposed to be a juggernaut on offense with all his players. I've seen them get outplayed outcoached third down defense is atrocious I, I have no words i appreciate you guys go bucks can't get worse than this right i hope not mo appreciate the call and yes it can get worse than this i i will see your Jameis winston and i will raise you a josh mccown a bruce gradkowski a josh freeman a mike glennon a josh johnson so many bad quarterbacks. Anyway, we need to give a big shout out to our friends over at Prize Picks. How does it work? Pick two to five players, and if they will score more or less than their Prize Picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people, it's just you against the projections available. 
Price Picks offers projections on any sport that you can watch, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, college basketball. They're going to have pickleball on there once Tom Brady's team is out there playing in this professional pickleball league, disc golf, cricket, and more. Safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, 75, 50, 20, 40, 67, Price Picks is going to match it all the way up to $100. Just don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for that instant deposit match up to $100. Wrap things up here on a Tuesday edition of Locked On Bucks podcast. David, Loke Dog was traded, which affects the Buccaneers this coming week. That's right. The Carolina Panthers, after giving their wide receiver, Robbie Anderson, the Antonio Brown treatment, and shipping him off to the tunnel during the game, have traded him to the Arizona Cardinals for a 2024 sixth rounder and a 2025 seventh rounder. This affects the Bucs three different times because they have Carolina this week. They'll play Carolina again later this season, and they play the Arizona Cardinals on Christmas. So your thoughts on how this affects the upcoming matchup with the Carolina Panthers. And for our fantasy players out there, is this to you an indication that Marquise Hollywood Brown's injury that he suffered on Sunday is a little bit more serious than was initially thought, and they needed to bring in a burner, somebody that could go deep for Kyler Murray to target when uh, DeAndre Hopkins is inevitably quintuple-teamed. Yeah, so talking about this weekend, I think what this does really is just it, it honest, and I hate to go to this headspace right now, but just with everything going on, this is kind of where we're at. If the Buccaneers lose this game, like people are are just I, I don't know if you can burn down a show, but people are gonna burn our show down. Like they're just wow. we didn't even do anything, but they're gonna burn our show down. Like that's basically what's gonna happen. Uh the truth of the matter is like Robbie Anderson, I mean, he's he's a third third leading receiver on the Panthers roster, I guess, you know, receptions, but he only has 13. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's, it's six games total. He's got 13 catches. I mean, it's not like this guy was setting the world on fire for them. Anyway, there's a lot of problems going on in Carolina. And I think really it's just a sign that they're kind of just selling everything and selling. We know that Christian McCaffrey is being talked, uh, talked about as a trade target. I, I wouldn't be surprised if DJ Moore uh, is also being talked about, you know, just not reported as widely uh, as these other guys are. Um, as far as what it means for Arizona, I mean, I don't know if it's so much a, a sign of Hollywood Brown as much as it is kind of a sign with Kyler Murray. Like you pay Kyler Murray all this money and, and you have all the conversations like they got to do as whatever they can uh, to give him as many weapons as possible because we already know because we've already seen that when push comes to shove, if things don't go right for the Cardinals, Kyler Murray is absolutely not going to stand up and take responsibility for it. He's going to push it on anybody that he possibly can. So if you're there as on Cardinals, and especially Cliff Kingsbury and John Kime, like you want to be able to when 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 Kyler goes out there and says, well, you know, I mean, if I had some more help, I maybe maybe we can win the game. Then they want to be able to say DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Hollywood Brown, uh, Robbie Anderson, uh, Christian McCaffrey. I don't know, like whatever else they're going to do from here on out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, they're, they're, I think that's it has more to do with that of the Cardinals needing to make sure that they've given Kyler as much as they can to be successful than it is 
anything else, but it absolutely could also be indicative of Hollywood Brown's injury being more severe than, you know, we're being told because that's the nature of the business as well. All right. Well, yep. The Bucks go from facing Robbie Anderson twice to only facing him once, and that won't be until Christmas Day. And who knows? Maybe by then he will have gotten in a fight with another position coach, be thrown off the field again and cut from the Cardinals, and who knows? I don't know. Loke Dog not having a great time in Carolina, so hopefully he uh, he bounces back and, uh, and does well in Arizona. With that, David, we are going to get out of here. Thank you to JT and Mo for your calls and – Todd in Tampa for giving us a call. Your comment has been filed away with the appropriate authorities and will be considered. Also, NFL Plus was just trying to do you a solid, bro. But yeah, NFL Plus stinks. Thank you for making Locked on Bucks your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. I will be back tomorrow with my dude, Evan Klosky. I'm sure he will have plenty to say about this performance, and we will turn the page and look ahead to those Carolina Panthers. If you have anything that you'd like to add, anything you'd like to ask, go ahead and give us a call at 813-444-5841 or send us an email to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. Check out David's work over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out mine at BucksNation.com. Follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at underscore at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire those candles. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Lock.